This is Scott Vanderplume, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 9. Thank you for joining us at our new location. Big news for the Artist Edition Index this month is that we've moved to aeindex.org, and it's not just a Ford or anymore, it's the full website. Um, I started that at the beginning of July. I have moved over most things, and that is my focus of the show today. That's the big topic. Um, I've had a lot of issues. Uh, some of you may have noticed. Uh, that for a few days you could not access the site from a Mac or an, or an iPad or an iPhone. That's because I moved, I created uh, the aindex.org on a new host. I won't I won't give any host names. Uh, tried that out for three weeks. It just was not working. It wasn't what I wanted. I moved to another host, and they used a reverse caching proxy, and that proxy had an issue with uh, SSL connections. Uh, and uh, Apple's use of HTTP2 and routing through the caching proxy. So uh, I'm on my second host. I've disabled the caching proxy for now. Uh, the site's loading as it should. Uh, Artist Edition Index on its own, doing its thing. The I moved over every review that had new photos taken. There's still quite a few f- that have the old photo sets, but since I moved to the new photo sets, you can recognize the new photo sets because I've, uh, I've, I lay, always lay the book out on brown craft paper. So it's got that brown craft paper background. Those are all the reviews with new photo sets. Those have all been moved over. I moved all the podcasts. I moved all the news, all the solicits. The only thing still left on Combo Daily are some of the older reviews, which are linked to from the AE Index. Uh, I'm still having uh, some issues with the logo. I haven't quite figured it out. I've got the AE logo that I really enjoy, but uh, the theme I'm using for the site doesn't show the site title. It's You've got to work that in yourself into your logo. So while I've got the AE, I've got to put Artist Edition Index beside it so when people come to the site, they recognize what it is. <coughs> on the new site, I've kept the AE Index as a, se- as a page on its own, and I've put it in the same spot as it was on Comic Daily where it just says AE Index. You click that and you go to the link. You get the full page index. I'm not sure if I should change that into something else or make a, a change to it so it's easier to find. Um, I wanted to keep it as much as it was on the Comic Daily as possible. As well, all those links, everything that's moved from Comic Daily to the AE Index, I put 301 redirects on Comic Daily to go the index. So if somebody hits the old, the uh, an old review or uh, the old A index from Comic Daily, say in a bookmark or something, it will automatically be directed, and hopefully people will notice that and change their bookmarks or change their links. Uh, I wanted to keep the three one redirect so that Google searches would still be working for me, and Google will recognize that that's a permanent redirect, and I should keep the uh, page ranking. Ah, we'll see if that works. Uh, while that's been happening, I've spent a lot of time moving things and things got jumbled around. Uh, this month, uh, I, I try and follow a normal schedule of uh, the first week of the month, I do the out-of-print sales because there's no news. 
uh, from anybody. The second week of the month is normally when Diamond releases their sales numbers for the previous month, and then ICV2 and others uh, make their sales charts, and then I, I put up the sales for the second week. And then the third week has become the solicitation week, and for a long time it was the fourth week. But the third week has become the solicitation week, and then the fourth week is what I move this podcast to. Uh, I was regularly posting on Comic Daily at on Fridays for the Artist Edition info and then the reviews on Monday. Again, that has been jumbled this month. Um, I got my one review up this week. Uh, this podcast is being recorded on Friday, but we'll go live on Monday, uh, July 31st for the last day of the month. And hopefully all issues we have resolved and we're going to slide smoothly into August and back to our normal or as much normalcy as possible. Let's talk about what didn't happen in San Diego Comic-Con because San Diego Comic-Con was just passed and there was no news on any solicitations, any artist edition format books from any publisher. Uh, IDW normally holds a panel but that and that panel was dedicated to the memory of Bernie Wrightson which is great and that AE was talked about but Nothing new was announced, so we don't know what big plans, not because there wasn't any provided, which is fine. We can go by the solicitations. And speaking of solicitations, this month, the uh, it was an odd uh, early solicitation period. Normally, solicitations come out, like I said, the third week or the fourth week. They wrote the second week of the month, maybe uh, because of San Diego. So we got to see what's being solicited in the... August previews catalog. Let's go to that. I think I just closed my accident. That's great. Uh, August previews listed three books. Two we've seen before. One, actually three. Are they? Well, we can say they listed four books. Three we've seen before. One is new to us, but not really because it was announced as well on the forums. So let's look at what was announced or in the previews. Not announced, but offered for sale. First, we have the Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez. So here's a book we've seen before. It was on the uh, Edelweiss sales. It was it had its own page on Previews World that has since gone dead and now been replaced with this new one. So Fantagraphics provided a new cover a little bit before Previews. So I had updated the AE index with that. But now we have this new solicitation. So Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez collects almost 200 pages of the raw original art from the first 50 issues of the Loving Rockets comic book, including such classic stories as The Death of Speedy, Chester Square, and Wigwam Bam. This book traces his evolution from his punk buster poster beginnings to his current style and is indispensable for collectors, fans, and cartooning students alike. Publication date now solicited, October 25th, 2017. Book is still 11 by 14, 192 pages, $150 US. That's available from Amazon and from your comic book a local comic shop and your online comic retailers. Well, Fantagraphics offers a standard discount, so we'll see if that comes around cheaper. Next book announced, I do like to go alphabetically, is Gene Colan's The Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition. Now, Scott Dunbeer did mention this book uh, a little bit ago on the uh, Marvel Masterworks uh, Yuku Forum, which is now Tapa Talk, but that's here and there. 
that this is the next one coming up. So let's the blurb on this one is Tomb of Dracula by Wolfman, Colin, and Palmer has long been considered one of the best Marvel comics in the 1970s. Colin's atmospheric artwork has was the perfect companion to Wolfman's dark and foreboding stories. Together they formed a classic series. This artist edition collects five fantastic stories plus an incredible gallery section. Solicited for December 13th, 2017. 12 by 17 inches, 144 pages, $125 USD. So the 144 pages is always the IDW standard. I would expect it to change, just as I expect the December 13th, 2017 solicitation date to change. Also announced, Walter Simonson's Battlestar Galactica Art Edition. Now here's something that we was announced, I think in 2014 San Diego Comic-Con. And is finally coming out. Walter Simonson's Battlestar Galactica Art Edition commemorates the master draftsman's senses-shattering work on the Battlestar Galactica comic book series published by Marvel Comics from 1979 to 1981. Truly, the adventures of brash pilots Apollo and Starbuck were never so epic as they were under Simonson's skillful hand, as demonstrated in this gorgeous hardcover collection. Scanned in high-resolution color and printed at original size, the Battlestar Galactic Art Edition preserves every detail of the artist's meticulous skill and hard work. Interpreted from scripts by contributing writers Roger McKenzie, Steve Grant, Bill Mantlo, Bob Layton, and Simonson himself. Solicited for November 29th, 2017, 12x17 inches, 104 pages, $150. Available from Amazon, local comic shops, and your online comic retailers. Uh, this is from Dynamite. Dynamite lists every art edition at $150. Doesn't seem to matter the size or the page count. They just pick $150. This is also being offered in two other editions. A signed edition that comes with an 11 by 17 print and for $250. So that's a $150 premium for a signature and a print. And then there's a remarked edition, $400, signed with the print and with a small sketch inside. That's a big premium. Um, I appreciate those with deep pockets. Maybe able to get that. I will not. Finally, the last book is the Book of Ballads, the original art edition, which we know was coming in September, but this is the signed edition. Um, it's $100. The regular edition is $75. There's a signature page signed by Charles Vass. That's the only difference to the book. Um, I don't think your I would expect your local comic shop has already had to put in their... Uh, their order for this, so they may not be too happy to change the order for the signed edition. But uh, if you want to spend 25 bucks for a Charles Vest signature, then more power to you. I know it's a, uh, there's a signature page included, and it looks, I saw a quick picture of it. It looked pretty good. But is it worth 25 bucks? That's the question you got to ask yourself. I am of the mind that uh, I don't want to pay for extra for the signature pages of any of the books. Um, that's also because I'm buying them all. Um, I like to review the standard edition. I review them all. And uh, you know, your budget only goes so far. But if you can afford the signed editions, I've heard great things about the graffiti designs ones. They're, it's, they come slipcased. Uh, they have different, uh, the cover's a little bit different. Uh, the way the spine is taped is different. It's, uh, so it's a, definitely a nicer package. I just, um, first off, the signed editions of graffiti aren't available from my local comic shop, and that's where I order my stuff through. And I just, like I said, I don't want to pay the premium. So that's exciting. After uh, nothing last month, now we got uh, three or four, or actually three new ones. 
One change, two we've seen before. But it will be great to get these into our hands, no question. All right, let's move on to sales, some sales numbers again. This, so we've got the, uh, uh, and that's, yeah, I closed the page by accident. We've got sales numbers, which are, lost because I can't seem to get the link up. All right. Uh, we get out of print sales and just sales numbers. Let's look at the sales numbers first from June. So June had two artist editions released and both showed up in the top 300 uh, sales numbers, which is great. That hardly ever happens anymore. So the two books are uh, Walter Simonson's store, The Return of Beta Ray Bill Artist Edition. Uh, that came in at number 206 in the chart and sold 574 copies. And Jack Kirby, The Forever People Artist Edition, came in at number 227 in the chart and sold 541 copies. Um, again, these are initial sales, North America only, don't include UK, and for the first month of sales. So that's pretty good numbers. Um, doesn't include, obviously, IDW's uh, direct sales from their website, which I assume they get a decent number of, but I've never gotten confirmation. But uh, I mean, those are those the heydays of the uh, of the thousands of artist editions. The first month seems to be gone. Uh, if we one day we'll, we'll we can go over the sales chart. I will do uh, maybe I'll do a posting of sales by total listed uh, total sales, highest to lowest from the initial month. Not now though. All right, let's look at out of sales, out of print sales for June, which I just posted uh, on uh, Friday or today, the day I'm recording this, and I have never seen out of print sales so low in my life. Um, of the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 books that we tr I track monthly, um, 11 of them had no sales on eBay in June. Two of them sold one copy. So let's just talk about the two books that sold. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition sold for thirty-four fifteen. Again, that's those the fire sale prices. It seems to have hit that low amount and just seems to keep going for that. The other book that sold was Mike Mignola's Hellboy in Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition. Uh, one copy sold, $79.95. Again, very low to what we're used to. Now, uh, I noticed eBay changed their search algorithm a little bit. Uh, they don't list uh, sales and then international sales anymore. They list, uh, you've got to select worldwide uh, sold items, and then it shows um, what you search for, and then it, it, it with and shows your search with less of the words you searched for. I'll have to keep playing with that and see if the numbers are just, but I mean, when I looked at these, I saw every book on this list had sales in July, but just because I looked back at the previous month, uh, June was just abysmal for these out-of-print sales on eBay. Just terrible. Now, I know Magnolia's Hellboy in Hell has a second printing coming, but that doesn't account for the other stuff. It really doesn't. Uh, like I said, I'm going to get back on track next month, so I'm going to be doing an out-of-print sales post uh, next week to cover July, and then we'll see some actual numbers come up. Uh, let's look at the one review I did this month. Now, this is a book that was released last month. No books released in July. Uh, we were supposed to see the uh, Fantastic Four World's Greatest Artist Edition, but that got pushed and then pushed and then pushed again. Uh, we should see that August 2nd, but we'll talk about solicitation changes in a minute. Uh, actually, why break, why break uh, 
pattern here. We always do uh, reviews last. So let's let's not do that. Let's go back to the Art Decision Index and talk about shipping changes. So Jim Davis's Garfield, the original Art Daily and Sunday Archive, which was solicited to be released this week, I think, and uh, was uh, available at San Diego Comic-Con, has now been pushed to an unknown date to be determined. I don't know how that works. Uh, Hermes had them at San Diego Comic-Con. I assume they were advanced. But surely if they got advanced copies flown to them and the other copies are being shipped by boat, then wouldn't they know when they're going to be available? That's moved to be determined. Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the World's Greatest Artist Edition, that moved a little bit ago to August 2nd. That's like a two-week bump. Uh, Spalt Vaughn Edition, that got bumped as well, August 9th. Uh, so there's something else that missed San Diego. I'm not sure. Oh, I th actually, I checked on Diamond, and that's showing in stock, so we'll, we, we will see that August 9th, I think. Best of Amparella Magazine Art Edition. This has been moved again. It, I think it moved three times this month. Now it's listed as August 30th. This book is now a full year late. And uh, I know these don't ship on time, but now this is the this is crazy. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with Dynamite in this book. Uh, what else changed? Oh, the Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez. Right, we had it on to be determined because it was in, solicited far earlier. Uh, you know, went the way of the dodo, and then has re-emerged like the phoenix in this previous world catalog. So I'm thankful to finally see that this year. Those are the shipping changes. Uh, there's still the to-be-determined ones, as I, I've, I think we've talked about, but uh, I've taken the G.I. Joe actually off the upcoming books list because uh, Scott Dunbeer said it's not going to happen. But Previous World still hasn't removed the listing. I don't know why. I wish they would, and then i take it off the list completely. Uh, speaking of uh, shipping changes and solicitations, um, the new Edelweiss catalog came out for uh, spring 2018. And uh, 2017 looks like it's going to end with no Dark Horse Gallery Editions. And now spring 2018 lists no Dark Horse Gallery Editions. Uh, we saw them having decent schedule of books. I think they were good books. Uh, then we saw Usagi Jimbo, the only one of 2016. And now we see nothing 2017. It looks like 2018. I reached out to the Dark Horse PR manager. I have not heard back. I, I did reach out before San Diego, so I understand that's a busy time. I'll reach out again and ask how that's, uh, if they had time to look at my email and can they answer whether the gallery edition line from Dark Horse is no more. All right, having said that, let's look at our one book that uh, came out last month and uh, I didn't review it. I reviewed it this month. It's a uh, one of the rare artist editions that shipped in the month it was solicited. I don't, you know, when I track them, I don't always, it doesn't have to be always the same week that it was listed for, but if it's the same month, I think that's that's quite an accomplishment. And this, uh, Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor, The Return of Beta Ray Bill, Artist Edition. Let me give you the blurb. The fate of Earth and Asgard hang in the balance as Thor, Beta Ray Bill, and tons of guest stars do battle Surtur and his horde of invading demons. 
Uh, I think there should be a with in that statement. And balance is capitalized for some reason. Anyways, the second Thor artist edition by the legendary comics creator Walter Simonson, featuring six complete issues of the mighty Thor, 339 to 354, as as with all artist editions, each page of art scanned from the original art, in this case from Simonson's personal archives. Simonson's first Thor artist edition won the prestigious Eisner Award and has gone through multiple printings. Don't miss what promises to be an extraordinary book. Uh, June 28th released, 12 by 17, 160 pages, $125. Uh, there's actually seven books in this. The IDW solicitation does not list issue 380, which has breakdowns by uh, Simonson and finishes by Salbu Sema. Let's talk about that first. Uh, that was a, an issue done completely. Every page is a full splash. So that... And the uh, the Buscema, you know, it's funny that when Buscema took over the pencils and inks, that's when I stopped reading the series. And I wasn't crazy about his inks, but looking at them here, uh, it's a nice, it's really nice looking artwork. And the full pages, and then some of the splashes are even double, double pages, gorgeous. These full pages really deserve the artist edition treatment, and I'm so thankful that it, they ended up in this book. Um, so we get a complete storyline so we got you know beta ray bills back they're battling surter it's a continuation of that storyline um that we sort of saw from the first it's so nice to have continuity between artist editions and being able to provide this simonson story i think uh if you're a certain age uh, everybody was buying this it was so hot and so popular this this was the thor run to be reading at that time or that this was the storyline to be reading at that time sort of like uh, maybe the previous generation or had had that uh, Claremont Byrne X-Men run. This was the this was the big thing. And it was so wonderful. I still, man, I loved reading these when they came out. And to read them again at this size, it's just the magic's still there. Really, really nice artwork. Uh, all done by Simons who did the most of the issues. Obviously, the, the one we just talked about with the Sema, but uh, pencils, inks, writing. Um, so we're not get, we don't get a lot of notes. Uh, Simons doesn't need write to write notes to himself. He did write some notes. Uh, he wrote one note in 380, but uh, for the colorist. But uh, we do see some interesting corrections in this book. There's uh, there's some uh, word panels that were removed. There's one that was removed, and then we've got Thor. We've got um, the normal header listing the issue and the title and the page number at the top, but then Simonson has very carefully written the issue, the title, and the page number, the accurate page number, or his page numbers on the bottom. So it's great to great to see that when you flip through. Uh, the pages have aged at different, you know, at different rates, which is just astonishes me because Simon keeps all his original artwork. I assume he keeps it all in the same place, probably puts them all in, you know, per issue, puts them in an envelope or something. But yet some of these pages are yellow. Some of them are white. It's just a, it's a real unique mix and I don't see how that could be I'm sure he was using the same paper for all of them how can something age more I don't know maybe is what it was exposed to when he did it bit of a mystery maybe we'll get a chance to ask him if I ever see him in person at a con um, blacks are black Simonson's blacks are just uniformly black there's no gradients uh, in Basema's inks uh, he's got some gradients so I guess different type of inking ink used or different application. Uh, what's really great about this artist edition and unique from uh, what we've seen otherwise is there's uh, the end papers are different, front and back. Um, 
there are additional illustrations where normally we'd see them in a gallery. Now they're uh, they're at the front and ending of the book. So it's a little bit different. And um, as a uh, as a nice change, um, Randall Dalk, who did the uh, design, has gone back to adding an issue ending a chapter divider where he takes panels from the issue, does a little sort of a mock-up uh, and uh, puts out at the end of every one of these issues. It looks great. His color scheme, I really enjoy this blue and the orange, I want to say, yellow, orangey yellow. Um, really compliment this, uh, the compliment the book. And again, he's carried that design of the cover from the first volume to this volume. Uh, it's a really wonderful book. Uh, amazing. If you've, uh, like I say, if you're of a certain age and you read these, this is a must have. If you have the first one and enjoyed it, Again, pick this one up. It's got all the hallmarks of a really great artist edition. And unfortunately, they said no uh, no artist edition shipped in July, but uh, this is the this shipped in June, and I did get a chance to review it. Uh, the other book that shipped in June, I've already reviewed. And for those uh, as a special treat, there Scott Dunbar did a walkthrough of this book. Uh, I think that was this is his second walkthrough, and he's done one for Fantastic Four World's Greatest. Uh, Artist edition as well, but I'll include that in that review next month. But here we get a nice video of him walking through the book. It really deserves your attention. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody um, for coming back and listening to me. As I mentioned a few uh, podcasts ago, when I moved the podcast from the beginning of the month to the end of the month, I lost half my subscribers, and those numbers still seem to be kind of low. So I'm hoping uh, with the new site and the new separation of just everything Artist Edition on its own site that we'll see numbers increase in the podcast. And as well, please let me know what you'd like to hear. Uh, I try to cover everything that uh, appeared on the site and everything that sort of happened elsewhere around, you know, in the world of Artist Edition in this sort of open verbal uh, forum. Um, Artist Edition Index is available at one spot now, aeindex.org. Go there and visit us every day. I'm also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash artist edition index and at Twitter at uh, AE index. And I am also just added it onto Google plus because it's new. I don't, you can't get a custom name for Google plus until I think you're, you've got so many uh, followers. So now it's a crazy long name, but please, if you are on Google plus, Come to enix.org and it's it's in my uh, it's in my links at the top of the site. You'll see the social media links and you can click on the Google Plus and find me there. Uh, as always, please uh, if you can use the uh, links that I have uh, on the index for purchasing your books. Um, they are affiliate links, and the small percentage of your purchase will go to keeping the artist edition index alive. Um, right now, it's uh, fairly low uh, pressure, uh, low cost. It's just me doing my thing. I mean, artist editions are expensive. Um, I have not been offered uh, a free review copy of the artist editions. I have seen digital copies for review, and I've looked at them and realized that there is no possible way you can accurately review an artist edition format book in digital form. This is a book printing the artwork at its full original size so you can get a look and feel physically for what the art is. 
How can you possibly get that look and feel on a monitor or on a tablet? It's just not possible. If you want to experience these books, do not get the digital copies. I see there are some available on Comixology. Don't do it. Get the physical. Wait for if, if it's price issue, wait for sale. Get yourself the book in your hand. Don't try these digitally. That's all for this month. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate the loyal listeners. And please uh, spread the word. You can review us on uh, iTunes. I don't know if I've had any reviews on iTunes. It's uh, I would appreciate it, though. And thanks. And uh, that's it for this month. <laughs>